vicious. Hello, welcome to the New York Talk. A uh, very special episode today as we have another Rotherham legend on, another member of our Greatest Eleven as voted by you guys last summer. Uh, we have Carrie Arneson. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, Nick Smith with me as well. I'll introduce you, Mick, as well. No, I don't. You don't need to, mate. <laughs> that ball bloke in the corner. I just sit here and say nothing. <laughs> so we really appreciate you doing this, Carrie. Uh, where, where are you now? What Just for everybody who's listening, what, where, what's, where's life taking you? Uh, life's taking me back home, uh, just living in Iceland, in, in Reykjavik, uh, having a grand old time. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So you're still playing, you're still playing football? Yeah, uh, I'm still playing for, for the club I, I grew up with. Uh, when I, I came home uh, two seasons ago, or one and a half ago, and it's a summer league here. So it fitted quite well with uh, when I left Turkey. I, I came straight into the season here. And I've done one and a half season now. So, so yeah, I'm still, it's, it's part time. We, we train at night and, and it doesn't feel part time, but yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how long, we got this question asked by somebody earlier that how long do you think you can keep going playing football? How long have you stood, how many years have you got left in the tank or do you just sort of keep? going until you feel like that's it uh i feel i feel all right i've got a dodgy knee but uh, for some reason they keep me involved in the national team so <laughs> i always have to turn up for them i guess <laughs> yeah i guess the big team so uh although i'm playing part-time i'm still involved in the in the international setup uh and playing most of the games to be honest uh <clears throat> but I think this will be my final year, my 39th mm. year. Although it sounds good to retire at 40, it's, a, it's all a bit too much. <laughs> yeah, you can imagine. A lot of hard work. Yeah. Uh, the international season had gone for Iceland because it's not. We, we, I'm not aware of, of, of where you've gone in terms of Euros and, and things like that. Obviously, did you qualify? I don't... No, we barely missed out. We, we uh, ended third in our group uh, just because... We did our job quite well. In the, we had France and, and Turkey, who were our biggest rivals, and we lost both to France barely at home. And, and we done our job against Turkey, beat him, and then we drew him away. Mm. Uh, but Turkey managed to steal four points off France, and that absolutely <laughs> killed us. So we ended up in, yeah. in third place. But we got a playoff, and we won Romania to to qualify for like a final playoff against Hungary and we were in the lead until the 89th minute <laughs> when they got a deflection and which put the guy through uh one against one and he, he put it away and then we were absolutely uh, our tank was empty and, and and they scored the final goal in added time so yeah, quite unlucky there. But now we've got a new new manager and he I, I was determined to retire. I was actually determined to retire before the last uh, before the last group <laughs> stages, but um that manager kept me in and now this manager gave me a call before this uh is qualifying <laughs> and, and, and wants me to be involved and and I agreed to it. So um, yeah. So it's is it is it World Cup qualifiers for your next then internationally? Yeah. Yeah, and who's who's in Iceland's group for that? Uh, it's Germany. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's an absolute. It gets easier. <laughs> but it's not it's not that difficult. Like the, the group isn't that difficult. I think hmm. uh, beforehand we were quite we were quite comfortable with second and forcing a playoff. Hmm. Uh, but. Then we lost against uh, Armenia uh, right, quite right. unexpectedly. Yeah. We, we, Gilfis, Everton, Everton player wasn't with us, and uh, it was a difficult away game, and we lost that one. 
but it's it's a it's a group where everyone can be everyone apart from from Germany. So so yeah, we we're still alive. Yeah. Although saying that, not North Macedonia beat Germany, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, so. exactly. yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. Sure. Should we bring it back to Rotherham, Mick, or have you got any other questions? Oh, well, if you, I've got a couple <laughs> of questions for for Carrie a little bit later on, but not football related. So, but we'll we'll All right. <laughs> more, more country related, but we'll go on. Let's um, talk about Rotherham United because that's what we're here to right. do in it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so signed for us back into 2012 um, from Aberdeen, dropping down from the SPL to. League two looks like quite a big drop on paper. Um, was it an easy decision? Was it a good sell that you were given by the club? What was the thought behind the move? It wasn't easy, to be honest. Uh, what happened was I, I played for Aberdeen and I played really well for the first the first half of the season. Uh, I played really well and there was some interest from bigger clubs and... Uh, I only had a one-year contract with Aberdeen, and I was, uh, I felt like Aberdeen were in a, a very good situation at the time. We were kind of struggling, and, and I thought I could play for a stronger team. Although Aberdeen is a massive club and all that, mm. and I, I love my time there. Eventually, nothing happened, and my form dipped dramatically, to say the least. And the second part of the season wasn't. Like wasn't anything I'm I'm really proud of, and mm-hmm. uh, so as that happened, the options were fewer and fewer, and uh, I'm not a very patient man, and and so <laughs> the, the first thing that came up, my agent uh, Andy Taylor, he uh, said, "Yeah, well, Rotherham are interested." And, and I didn't know very much about him. And uh, he said, yeah, they got like a decent setup. They're building a new stadium and, and all that. But I thought League 2, wow, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, when I when I looked at the at the stadium and everything, and, and I know, knew the chairman was uh, was heavily invested in the club and, 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 and all that, it, eventually I, I just decided to not weigh my options and just go for it and do the do the best out of it as I could. I knew I had, I didn't have a good season, like a, a good half season behind me. So I was realistic in the in the sense that I, I knew championship clubs weren't lining up. Mm. So I just thought, well, the, the, there's a there's a probability here that we'll have a strong enough team to uh, to get promoted and then hopefully again and mm. and, and that was actually what happened and <laughs> i don't regret it in any in any way because it was looking back at it it was a tough time tough old time playing mm. in uh, league two and uh, yeah. and and league one uh <laughs> and under the circumstances but it, it still was the greatest time of my career like i i loved in hindsight i loved every minute of it and all like the all the people i i speak to in football from my professional career all come from that time mm, or most yeah. of them like 90 percent of them <clears throat> yeah uh, steve evans i'll start with steve evans shall we um while we're here um <laughs> he gets mixed reviews from fans and players alike yeah um, Initially, on the, when the move came through, was was he a big part of the signing process, or was it? I don't know. How was that? Did it go with Steve Evans to start with? Steve, he was a great salesman, and <laughs> he, he didn't come across anything like uh, anything like what he is on a daily basis. So it was. Uh, he sold us that there was going to be a new training ground and, and everything. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're, but, we're still waiting for that. Yeah, yeah, I am as well. <laughs> but uh, no, no it, it, yeah, it was a great salesman. He sold us, sold us a dream, really. Mm. And, and as but a manager, I remember, like he he gave me, yeah, you have have until tomorrow to uh, to decide. And as I was on the train back to London, he gave me a call and said, "Yeah, you got one hour." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I had until tomorrow. No, no, no. 
changed my mind. It's an hour now. So, uh, was... Wow. Either I jump or I just miss out. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, as as a manager, obviously, like you say, he's, 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 I can I can imagine him being a being a really good salesman. I, I can imagine him selling cars to people, you know, clapped out old bangers for uh, for, for for daft money. But um, as a manager, certainly looking at it from the outside and from the sidelines, it looked like he could be a man that you didn't really want to cross. Um, I, <laughs> would, yeah. would that be a fair assessment? <laughs> Yeah, it, it was a bit old school. Uh, it's I sometimes say that your your career isn't complete until you've played under Steve Evans. It was it was very <laughs> it was very hectic, and uh, I mean it works. Mm. What you you can't knock what he did. No, no. I mean he got great results and he assembled mm. a very good team, and what he did do very well is that he in my opinion is that he played some play uh, some managers have uh i don't know how to explain it but they see players in a different light he always saw them what they were kind of thing mm. and he always played the strongest team i i would agree with this like the starting 11 every single time mm. almost and I, I, like, and I would say, yeah, I, I would have done the same. But as in who was playing each time, I don't know if it was an easy choice for him or if it was very obvious. But he, uh, he would get it right most of the time, almost, almost every time. Uh, but uh, yeah, there are other, other avenues I wouldn't go down <laughs> if I was. If I was a manager, he was a bit in your like it was a bit too much at times. But yeah. I mean, some players don't mind that mm. and and get mm. on with it. And I think he assembled a squad that could handle that kind of managerial style. Yeah. Others, very talented players, went on mm. to other clubs to have a great career. Yeah, yeah. Who, who didn't, yeah. who couldn't handle it and never played for us. But mm. very, very decent footballers. Yeah, it's, it's just it, like, like I said, we, we had a high turnover of players over Steve Evans' period. Oh. I, I assume that was part of it. But then at the same time, it worked because he brought people like you in Frecklington, Ravel. It brought, also brought in some, some who are now Rotherham legends. So it is, yeah. has its pros and cons in it, I suppose. But yeah. it worked in the end. <laughs> yeah, he always had that spine of uh, Morgs and myself, Frecks. Mm. Ben Prings and Rems. Mm. This was the spine of the team. And then he mm. would sometimes, I mean, Scarcey was playing left back and then he found someone else that he liked better. And, and <laughs> same for Mark Bradley, a, a right back. All of a sudden, mm. Tavernier came in, did really mm. well. And look at the career he's had. That yeah. Amazing, uh, Just a uh, bit. Dabs eventually came, who's a good friend of mine today. Uh, and did really well. Uh, I struggled a bit at first to to get his get his goals, mm. but then he was was very good. Mm. And so he, he kind of built around the the players he got in mm. League Two. Yeah. Mm. And uh, Mickey O'Connor is another one. Yeah, oh, he was a great player. player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot and about like, him. He's a player he has, he he assembled in League Two, mind you. Mm. You know, like they, there yeah. was no football in League Two at the time. It was no. disgusting at times to play <laughs> in uh, December, yeah. January, and these players were way too good for that league. And mm -hmm. I mean that that like they they could have played at a lot higher level. Mm. So it was it was difficult to to grind it out in that league when you like yeah. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we you played in some. Fair to say, iconic Rotherham game. Start with the, the, your first uh, competitive game, the first game at New York, which for us fans was four years in waiting to this fantastic stadium. I've had four years at Don Valley. As a player coming into that, do you feel a lot of pressure because it's for the because of, because of the fans? It was almost everything, and it's your debut as well. Uh, no, I didn't. Obviously, there's a little bit of added on pressure, but. 
I, I've got a. I get yeah, no, nah, not really. I, I get stressed out because of results, not because of uh, mm. I'm worried about having a bad performance. I'm more results based. Uh, stress guy <laughs> like when we play for iceland and that it's it's more like what if what what, what we're going to do if if we don't get result tonight mm. and that was the same at uh, rotherham and and no but no not really no it, it was just we knew we had a strong team and we should put these away wasn't burton or burton yeah yeah yeah, yeah we knew we should put them away to be honest was that, was that a week in, week out thing in League Two that you just felt like most weeks you should have won? Better, better man, you said the players we've got, we had at that time, it was better yeah. than that. It, 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 it's not good, good expectations, haven't it? I suppose a week in week out, we should be winning this game. It gives you that. Uh, yeah, at home, yourself, because but. our pitch was very good. I always yeah. felt very comfortable at New York because the grass was very good. We knew what we were going into. The pitch was very good week in week out. But going away, it was a different story. You didn't know what you were turning up to. Oh, God, yeah. We went to Wimbledon, and it was like a... I don't know what it was. It was like a cow field or something. But <laughs> And the ball was in the air the whole time. Same at Bradford. It was like they didn't have a person mm. to sort out the pitch. And it was... Yeah, the ball was in the air most of the time. And then it's like a game of margins. We knew we were better footballers, but... When the ball's in the air, you're just heading it left, right, and centre. You, you can you can have a slip up, you know, and mm -hmm. and so you were more stressed out about the conditions of the pitch and the football that was being played on those pitches rather than football itself, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. mm. You started off as in in the season, sent holding midfielder, moved to centre back at the sort of the end of the season as, as a, a holding midfielder again. Did it matter to you where you played on the pitch, or did you, did you have a preference to defend it, defending slash midfielder? I enjoyed more playing in the middle, mm. but uh, but I'm a better centre uh, central defender. I can play at a higher level as a central defender. Mm. You know what I mean? I can. I could never play international football as a midfielder, but I can yeah. do a decent job in uh, in League Two and League One Championship even. Mm. But uh, I couldn't do that for Iceland. I, I don't have the legs for it. I never had. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that season ended with the five five wins in a row at the end of the season. Um, two great games: the Bradford game away, which again oh, for all Rotherham fans is ridiculously rememberable. Uh, my memory as a fan, I think Mick agrees. It felt like we got battered for a lot of the game, yes. but in, in terms of they had the ball. But we defended fantastically. Yeah, that was one of those games. Uh, I remember that game, and I still talk about that game today. <laughs> it was one of those games where the ball was in the air the whole yes. time, and yeah. as soon as you tried to control it, you got absolutely smashed. <laughs> so, <laughs> and they they were playing Mackie Welsh, and is his name John Hansen? I think it's James. I think James. Oh, yeah. James. Yeah, that's the one. And. He could be unplayable. He was the mm. best header of the ball in the league, probably in England. Mm. And yeah. it was, yeah, it was carnage. <laughs> but it, like in hindsight, unbelievable to play those games. But when you're in it, you're like, wow, mm. yeah. can we string three passes together? <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, well, they got to the uh, League Cup final that year, didn't they? So that, that, that tactic for Rebels was so effective. That, that cup run were that year to got to the final. So yeah. that's how good a team they were. Yeah. yeah. They beat... That, anyway. I remember him and Jonathan Stead were up top mm. when they played Chelsea. And uh, Gary Cahill and Suma, I think, was playing. And they absolutely <laughs> battered him. They didn't yeah. know what hit him. They're like, what is this? Uh, yeah, and that Agard moment at the end is just oh, again. Yeah, I've watched that many, many times. It was a great, great moment. Yeah, he's he's the one I, I left out. He was he was one of the, yeah, he was unbelievable for us. Such mm. mm. a prolific for and pace and power. Mm. It was a strange one though. He he didn't always play in League Two, did he? In League One, he played every week, but in League Two, he struggled to get in team a little bit, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, and then the final game of the season, another game that goes down in history, uh, Aldershot at home. Uh, in the end, it, it ended up being a quite a com relatively comfortable win. But I tell you now, Mick, I don't know about you, but I was ridiculously nervous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I wasn't comfortable at all. <laughs> we lost the first game against Aldershot, didn't we? Because, what was his name? He came to Rotherham? Yeah. Uh, Danny oh, Hilton. Danny oh, Hilton, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, we were flying high, and and like I said, mm. the pitches were, were decent towards the end of the season. I remember a game at Plymouth, very comfortable as well. Like mm. it was all getting, like we were getting into the groove. It felt like, and then we were just a better team. We were like by a country mile the best team in that league. Mm. So we we kind of grew into ourselves as well. So it, it felt comfortable towards the end. Obviously, like looking at the five games we had in front of us, it was, it wasn't. We didn't feel like that. But going into each one of the games, you felt quite comfortable. I'm glad you did because we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely didn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, in, in terms, of it, that, that comes across in your style of play, Carrie. Because whenever yeah. I've never seen a, a Rotherham player look so calm on the ball almost all the time. It's yeah. just, it's like you just know what everything's going to happen. Like you already know what next person's going to do. It's, I assume that just comes naturally to you. Yeah, I mean, there's no, although you've got Steve Evans waiting, uh, <laughs> waiting at the bottom of the pit when you slip up. Uh, <laughs> there's no, yeah, yeah, you, you just have to take it when he uh, had a go mm. at you. And yeah. I mean, it was what it was. You can't crumble. So there's no there's no need to be nervous really. You just and you're taught. I've been taught like to try to play the ball. It's not just launching mm. it. So mm. whenever it was possible, you tried to. You tried to keep the ball. Plus, I was always played on the left for Rotherham, and and for, mm. like I'm not gonna launch it with my left. Anything could happen. <laughs> so I was often forced to. Do a maneuver to bring it on to my right, so maybe that's that's, that's why Morgs yeah. always bullied me into playing left. left <laughs> well, you'd do whatever he told you, wouldn't you? Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, your, your left foot is much better than mine. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was was he the best centre back you played with while at Rotherham Morgan? You seem to have a, a fantastic relationship. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. He he was fantastic. Uh, he's like a leader of men. He's like a yeah. proper proper man's man. And <laughs> you can't, he was like he was more physical than I was, and it was funny because we used to struggle with different players, mm. and like I remember, like I was like I struggled with Ravel in the air that is mm. because a lot of these teams we were playing just played long balls and that and yeah. i struggled with revs massively but he had him on toast like he he couldn't get anywhere near it he was so strong so he used to like barge players forward mm. yeah. so he would put himself in a position where he could just stand and head the ball where i was going into like a jumping battle or, or something mm. like that um we used to struggle with with different like so it was quite. I remember we used sometimes we just changed, and I mm. would go for headers when he was struggling against some players mm. who came from behind or something like that, and players who want to fight like like it was better that he would uh, take care <laughs> of them kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I remember against big when they played Bradford and stuff like that. It, it were really good to watch, really interesting to watch him go, go up against Hanson because although Hanson won most of the headers, it was rare that Morgan didn't actually win the battle. Yeah, he, he never really hurt as Hanson because Morgan just seemed to have him in his back pocket for yeah. most of the game. I think we had a lot of big players like you say. I completely yeah. agree. Worth watching. We kind of yeah. we had a good understanding as well. It was. Uh, my game is pretty much uh, has been like to try to complement the other players. Not much mm. of a sell when you're trying to sell yourself as a player. But, uh, <laughs> it's more like you, you, you've I've figured out quite soon what the strengths and the weaknesses of my uh, partner is, mm. and I mm. try to 
support and, and, and quite good at reading the game. So it's it was a it was a good fit. Mm. Mm. It worked very well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And we can't not talk about your long throw-ins. Um, again, it's a part of Rotherham folklore that <laughs> Rotherham must have a player who's got a long throw. Um, and it was a, was a pretty darn good one. It was pretty effective, wasn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. We, we scored a lot of goals from that. that that's mm. gone out of my locker. Uh, those three years did my shoulder in, so I can't, <laughs> I can't throw it long anymore. But... Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was something that came as a surprise. I remember I was in training at Plymouth, and some for some reason we had a throw in, and I, I saw someone down the line, so I just launched it, and I've never taken a throw in in my life. And the manager at the time, Paul Sturrock, said, "What the? Yeah, I'm not going to swear, but yeah, what what the hell was that?" And so I started taking them for other uh, for for Plymouth, and. Ever since I was on long throw-ins until I until I left uh, England, but yeah, it was it was unbelievable. Like thrown into revs, he would flick you on, and, yeah. and I remember one against Chef Wednesday where where Prince would oh, yes. hide on the edge of the box <laughs> and he just smashed it first time into the stanch. <laughs> Great goal! Yeah. But I follow this thing on Twitter. It's called Rotherham Scrapbook. And mm, yeah. it's it's brilliant actually. Uh, it brings back it's like nostalgic, mm. and uh, it goes through like all the leagues and uh, it's it's quite random. But uh, and I there's so many goals that yeah. start with an Alisson long throw. I was surprised. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we used to just launch it in the box every time. Yeah. yeah, if it works, <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. But it's actually, um, it was a cheap throw. I threw it with one hand, but no one knew it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed a few people doing that recently. There's, there's yeah, been a couple recently the hand behind the ball, and the other yeah. one, and then you throw it like that, like a basketball. Yeah. yeah. I watched it. The celebrations for the uh, we've got two sets of celebrations to talk about. The first one, League Two. I, I imagine promotion is like not many other things in football. I imagine it was a great party that carried on for a while. Yeah, we had a great time. Uh, I mean, it was such a good group of lads as well. It was, yeah, it was unbelievable. The, the only problem was we all used to live in different parts of 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 uh, England and so mm. we too too seldom did we get together for for mm. pints and that but yeah in those promotions and I remember even when we beat Preston we went mm. on a bit of a bender although it was only <laughs> a few days until the final maybe that's why it didn't turn up for the first half but yeah oh, that, that explains a lot that yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and going, in, going into League One, it's difficult. When when a team gets promoted, you just expect them to struggle at best mid-table safety. Um, but from the from the get-go, again, as a fan, it felt like we were ready to go and push on to the higher area of the table. We, we were good again, a very very good team. Yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty much the same team, but he he did well in recruitment and. Like I said, the spine of the team was the same. It was just yeah. a bit, a bits and bobs around it here and there, and it worked out well. And we were very competitive. Like, and you could feel we were still like the in that league, you could play a little bit more football. Mm. And, uh, yeah. and so it was, it was, a, it was actually a lot easier playing in League One than League Two. League Two is still to this day the hardest league I've played in. <laughs> Just because of the physicality and uh, like uh, like I said before, the, the ball's in the air most of the time. Mm. But League One, you, the better pitches, better teams trying to play a little bit of fo football. So it was, it was it actually suited us better. Mm. Mm. It showed. It showed as well, didn't it? I mean, it was it was yeah, a really really good season. That really good. <laughs> yeah. Plus, because we we played one year together, pretty much the same team. Mm. So. It's a it's a bit of a gamble signing like League One Championship players in League mm. Two, mm. but then again, in the next year when you get promoted, it was definitely a plus. Yeah, yeah. I used to sign of intent for chairman and and, uh, and and manager as well. What what you know what the the ambition of the club is, and 
they got there. Yeah, achieved it. Yeah, but like I said, like it's a risk. You look, you look nowadays in League One with Sunderland in, in League One now. When they got relegated, they just bought a lot of Championship players. But because they yeah. weren't used to League One, they've struggled and are still down yeah, exactly. there. It's not so the same it, ball game, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Steve Evans was good. Liked good loan. Uh, League One brought two very good loans. Noah Dicko and Richie Smallwood were two very very key ones. For me, Smallwood was one of the key signings towards the end of the season. To give it that bit of big extra bite in the middle of midfield, is that where what you thought as well? Yeah, I mean, Rizzi did did well for us. I I always felt Frax was the was, was the driving mm. force in the middle. I mean, he mm. he was like an energizer bunny. Plus, he, he got <laughs> so much quality scoring goals and and yeah. uh, like good defensively. He's very good defensively for. You could say that he's an attacking midfielder, but he's he's more like an eight. He's a box to box midfielder. Mm-hmm. He was just like a for me complete player, and um, he was he, he was one of the guys you would lean on when when we needed a goal or needed something to happen. Hundred mm. percent. So I, I think it 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 was quite, yeah it was a good uh, it was a good mix. Richie mm. was just a holding. It was very. What do you say? He was not organised. He was. He, I, I struggled to find it was such a long time. I don't speak English <laughs> every day yet still. But uh, he was. He was just like uh, he was just holding. So he gave yeah. Rex a little bit more freedom of, of running, mm. running wild. Mm. So it was a good combination. It was good. Yeah, good piece of signing by by Big Steve. <laughs> yeah. Uh on to the playoffs were the playoffs itself were a roller coaster, uh is to put it politely. Yeah. Um you were on the recipient in the first leg of one of the greatest goals in playoff history from yeah, well, uh Ghana. Uh, yeah. we, we were sat behind the goal and we just watch it and you think what 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 is there anything you think looking back yeah. you could have done or was it just one of those things? You can always foul him, but yeah. I mean yeah. Normally, just let him have a shot from there. Yeah, mm. Like it was an amazing piece of skill. Mm. Definitely something you're not very used to in League One. You can see slap mm. and do stuff like that, but yeah. on yeah. occasion. But yeah, not in League One. Mm. That was unbelievable goal. Yeah, it was definitely. I and, don't and remember th- if Steve had a go at me because <laughs> of that. He might have, you know. I think that's what he said publicly. That's definitely what he said publicly. Something about it wearing is. a chicken outfit if you ever saw another goal like that again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then he did, didn't he? He did see another goal like that again. And he just. Uh, the second leg, New, again, New York, again, another great New York night. Uh, yeah. didn't, it started off. Very, very badly. That the, the goal the person scored early on, it yeah. was looking tough, wasn't it, to start with? Yeah, Paul Gallagher puts. Mm. He, I, I think he's trying to put a ball into the mixer and just goes yeah. past everyone and straight into the corner. Uh, yeah, yeah, not the not the start we were hoping for, but yeah, we came back massively. And to be honest, I cannot remember the goals in that game. <laughs> you know, I can't either. Didn't Frex didn't yeah, score the winner? The last one, I think. Mm. Yeah. Where everyone came onto yeah. the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that were older shot. That were a year before, weren't it? Yeah, was but it? he scored. I thought he scored. Uh, I thought uh, I might be wrong. I thought he, he scored, scored in the, pre- the, it's the a Preston great, game. It did score. It did score against Preston, yeah. Um, mm. I can't remember which goal it were, though. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely scored. Um, and again, you said you went on a. Had a Bit, bit of a do after the after the playoff win. Is that is that managers let you go and do it? Is Steve Evans just sort of off you go for a couple of days, have a have a do or was just players sneak away and go? Yeah, I think after the game it was all right, but we carried on into the next day. Uh, we were so <laughs> confident. I don't know what we were thinking, but we were very confident. And uh, me and Prince had a little a little bit of goal. Uh, had a great time to be honest but uh, I mean we were young and fit and we could get away with it I suppose we played about 60 odd games that year so yeah yeah, yeah it was all good yeah in the yeah. end, in the end. Uh, I've heard you talk about Ben Pringle a lot 
Uh, still see you interacting with me on Twitter again. Is he one of the guys that is one of your good friends from that time? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, it's Brings and Darbs mostly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Brings a fantastic lad. I always enjoyed his company. Uh, we were the only ones who lived in and around Rotherham. Uh, we lived. Mm. He lived on the outskirts of Sheffield, and I lived in city centre Sheffield. Chef. So we used to ride into training together and used to go out for pints. So I used to socialise the most with him. Mm-hmm. And he's just, yeah, he's hilarious. He's just, uh, yeah, he's pretty brilliant. <laughs> One of, uh, yeah, he's he's class to be honest. <laughs> and an absolute wand of a left foot as well. Yeah, what a what a left foot. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that blonde hair of his got him some moves throughout his career. <laughs> on and off the pitch as well, I imagine. I always told him if I play against him, I was going out right back 100%. <laughs> <laughs> that really happened. Uh, Wembley. Uh, even as somebody who has not grown up in England, I imagine playing at Wembley is in a final is just something you want to do as soon as you become a fresh footballer and you end up playing in England. It's just, I, I, I assume, a fantastic dream that was realised. Yeah, I mean, yeah, hundred uh, percent. It was one of them. I never imagined it being a real a reality, unless mm. I was playing for Iceland or something. But that was something different. That was, uh, yeah, that was so much fun. It was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Not much fun on forty-five minutes, though. No. No, 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 no. Wow. But they were, I remember they were laughing and joking and like talking about where they were going to go out during the night and that at half time. Wow. Really? Yeah, spurred us on. Wow. <laughs> that well, definitely spurred me on, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Steve Evans' team talk. Uh, if, there's, if, if ever he needed one, that was the day he needed one. Is Do you give a lot of credit for his team talk or did the players just. I want to get spurred on by other things as well. I mean, it always gave you a little bit of of boost, but he was going absolutely mental, and <laughs> for good reason. I mean, it was mm. it was sloppy. Mm. But uh, yeah, we knew we should be doing better against them. We were we were the better team, and and yeah. so we always thought it was going to be that it was either us or Preston that was going to go up. Mm. Yeah, we we genuinely felt like that was the our biggest rival in that uh, playoffs was Preston one hundred percent. So maybe we got sloppy because we thought it was going to happen automatically. But uh, yeah, I mean, Steve gave us a boost with a with a telling off, I suppose. <laughs> uh, and a quick turnaround, and again on the pitch for another iconic moment of Rotherham, the Revs goal. Um, what was going to, you know, when you sort of saw him set up to shoot from absolutely miles out, you must have assumed he's mad and he's not going to go in this. That's what I thought, anyway. I shouted at the top of my lungs, do not hit that. I promise you. <laughs> do not shoot from there. Like, I shouted, because you could see when he was about to have a shot, mm. he like, hunch over, and you could yeah. see it from a mile away. So... I knew him that well. I knew he was going to have a goal. And I but as he hit it, I, I, I kept my mouth shut after that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, that, that from, a, from a supporter's point, point of view, I mean, I've been watching the club for, for longer than I care to remember. And that, I, I, we were right behind it, literally mm. in line just with the ball. And, and you just knew as soon as it left his foot, you just knew exactly where they were going. And it was just one of the best moments I've ever had watching Rotherham United. Just those few seconds, it was just unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, he, he yeah, I I saw in the scrapbook as well that, that he did really well in the playoffs for us reps. He was a he stepped mm. up massively, scored some very good goals and on his day he was unplayable. He he was so yeah, good in the air, strong mm. boy, reasonably quick, but his I mean if he if his finishing was better, he he'd probably be been a yeah, yeah. championship striker for most of his career. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I can definitely agree with that, definitely. Um, the, the game, from my memory, is it just sort of petered out. I mean, as a fan, it was very nervous, but it just seemed to peter out until penalties, really. No team, it went back to sort of a cup final. No team seemed to want to really lose the game. I mean, I think, from my memory, we had the best chances of, of the rest of the game, but how, how does it go from in, in those games then? Because it, it is, oh, it was almost next goal winner. It was, wasn't it, obviously? Yeah. I, I mean... Yeah, for the I'm just happy I didn't have to take a penalty. Comfortable <laughs> situation in the world of football, being a defender. Yeah. So I was just delighted that Adam saved, and uh, and and we I was the next one up. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was delighted. <laughs> but oh, yeah. it was yeah, it, it always gets passive in 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 uh, mm. extra time and. Mm for a good reason as a very valuable game for the club and the players yeah. and everyone involved for the fans everyone mm-hmm. and again that's what the league two promotion party how was the league one promotion party it did it, like it was it was a letdown like i would say the, uh, <laughs> i would say the, like after being pressed it was a lot better that was our, our our home like we knew mm. everything london's a, such a big city and and we were going on holiday after so and and you had your family there i had my brother mm. and my mother and everyone there so i like it's yeah. difficult to and i also had internationals coming up after that so uh, it was yeah it was we hadn't organized anything and that, that was a problem mm. we should have had something organized and, and so everyone kind of we had drinks together and then everyone kind of went the separate ways obviously some went together and, but yeah i had my brother and i had to entertain him and his best mate so i, <laughs> I had to it's still a more different preston game in reality <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, when you talked to the start when when we talked about signing for Rotherham that you were looking to get back to the championship and you were back there within within two years you were playing in the championship um uh, was it as tough as you expected it to be uh obviously the the teams have more quality in that league and, and you get punished for mistakes but uh i i always felt most comfortable in the championship but obviously mm. the team wasn't as competitive in that league so it was more difficult it was more of defending rather than we attacking uh and there, there was times where we just came up against teams that were dominant against us like when uh middle away i played in the middle and we just got run over we didn't have answers to anything so there was games where it was it was difficult but uh yeah, it was, uh, yeah, you get more time on the ball, and it's it's quite mm. yeah. If, if you if you have the balls to play, it's it's more enjoyable. Yeah, yeah we, we we noticed that. What we thought was the not yeah the difference between the top six in the championship is quite big, but the rest of the league certainly at the minute I don't know if it's the same when you were playing. There wasn't a massive difference. You just got punished. So if you made a couple more mistakes, you were going to lose a lot more games because of the odd mistake. Yeah. I've, uh, yeah, I've seen some of the highlights from. They don't show a lot of championship here, but I, I see mm. uh, see some highlights. And, like the chances Rotherham are missing this season. Like yeah, you're yeah, thinking, yeah. well, right. if you don't put them away, you're gonna get punished. And it yeah. was like a nil-nil draw, and they missed, mm. like literally on the line. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> went through the guy's leg. Yeah. Leg. I thought, oh my god, like that, yeah. If you don't uh, put them away, you, yeah, yeah, you're gonna get punished, and then you, you end up losing one nil or drawing nil nil or whatever. And that's been the yeah. story of this season, absolutely yeah. the story of it. Yeah, so. I, I would have loved to have a chance to to play for for Warney. I mean, what a lad, unbelievable guy. Mm. What what was that Warney as a fitness coach? Uh, I got to ask, uh, did you see him moving forward as a manager? Because he's t- talked about himself, not not necessarily seeing it. But then we talked to Adam LaFondre, who was the same fitness coach under him, and he said he weren't surprised that he had that sort of aura around him of he could be a manager. Did you see that as well? Yeah, I mean, I, I could see that, but I would have thought in a different country, 
because uh, he didn't have the same thing around him as as most of the British managers I've had. Mm. He's more of a compassionate guy, and like mm. like he cares for for people. Whereas I'm not saying managers, British managers, don't care for people. It's just they do not show that at all. Yeah. yeah, and they're very like an authority and all that. But one is a little bit different. He's more, yeah, he's uh, just a good guy. Yeah, yeah, he runs through a brick wall for him because he's such a nice, nice man. And I'm trying to say that nice, but like you, you don't find that in British managers. You, you mm. never think, yeah, what a nice man he is. Yeah, it <laughs> <laughs> like, doesn't really go yeah. hand in hand, but I, I think, think uh, times are changing, and, and that's the way mm. forward, really. I mean, obviously, if you need to bollock someone, you, you have to do that, yeah, and, and I do that, but you can treat people well, in, like you, but you want them still to do their job, and if they're, if they're doing it lackluster, you have to, you have to give them a bit of a hiding. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we we uh, we love him. We absolutely love him, and 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 the very things that you've talked about there, endear him to the fans even more, um, and 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 even to fans of opposition clubs, they all say the same thing. Uh, and and the number of times you know we we, we go on the podcast and anything else, and you know the, the, everybody's saying, oh, "I wish he were our manager. I wish he was our manager." And and. I don't know. It, things are changing, and hopefully things are changing for the better. And there's going to be more, more around like him. Um, I mean, he was the glue in the in the squad. I mean, we had some ridiculous warm ups, and he was in charge of them. He didn't want to do them, but we were doing like four four minute runs at, at the start of each session. Mm. Absolutely legendary warm ups. <laughs> we were sprinting around in circles, and everyone's moaning up a storm. But he he would. He would make us laugh. It was yeah, because he was involved in it. He was doing it as well. So yes. he, he was like, yeah, he would just batter us back. And he great banter, the lad, to be honest. And, and yeah, mm. great guy, great lad. Uh, did you ever come close to coming back to us? There were rumors. I remember when you left uh, Malmo that were the Warnie mentioned it that there was talks of it, but he ended up going to Cyprus. Did it get close at all? Uh, yeah, there was talks, but uh, I mean. I was getting a bit older at the time, and uh, it wasn't the right fit. I mean, mm. British football is a young man's game, and I felt that when I came back to Aberdeen from Cyprus. Like, I thought, oh, my God, this is bad. <laughs> because, it, like, I didn't remember the Scottish League being, like, League Two at the time, but we were certainly playing that. We were mm. launching it. Yeah, fighting guys up front like big, strong lads, mm. and yeah, it was just a scrap ball. And I felt I moved past that, and uh, I, I, I lost, I lost interest in it. Oh, like it was difficult to to mm. get motivated, and, and mm. because it was, it, it just it didn't suit me anymore. I could I could take the fight when I was. Like three years younger, but I was thirty six when I came back to Aberdeen, and it was yeah, uh, that's a young man's game. I thought straight away <laughs> like this is too much for me now at this yeah. in my career. And so I, I'm happy that I didn't because I, I like I want the best for Rotherham, and I I, I don't mm. think I, I I would have been up for the task at the time to to do a de like as good of a job as I would have wanted. Mm. Mm. Uh, back at that championship season, um, it's come some important goals that season. Um, I remember the Huddersfield one, Huddersfield Town away, where you ran that mid ran the midfield that day with one of your best performances in midfield. It was such a good performance, mm -hmm. team performance as well. But I thought you was fantastic in midfield that day. Yeah, I felt, yeah, yeah. I remember that game. I felt very good, and it felt well. I threw my weight around a bit, and uh, mm. was decent on the ball. And I think I I, I set up uh, one goal and. Uh, Scored another, mm. so yeah, I, yeah, I remember yeah. that was a very good game. I, I must, although I say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one we've been asked to ask you about is when you scored against Millwall at home. Um, the stuff that happened in the Millwall end as a player is it easy to switch that off, 
or does it affect you while you're playing? Uh, no, I mean, you, you, I just assume they got everything under control. It's more like if someone comes on the pitch, and you yeah. have a lot of that in Sweden, actually, where there's hooliganism, like old-school English oh. hooliganism. Really? Like, yeah. Wow. Uh, people don't know that, but no. it's, it's madness over there. And I remember, like, they come onto the pitch, and you don't know what they're carrying. Um, mm. So... No, I never. No, it was just like turmoil, obviously, and and you mm. don't like to see it. But uh, no, it was. We were winning that game, so I was just happy that we scored the yeah. winner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. Survival that season was a tough ass, but we did it. it did we? Well, you did it in the end. Uh, have, you have three seasons, three successes. Can you compare them? Are they all just too different to compare? Very different. It was like the last one was a grind, but at the same mm. time, League Two was an absolute grind every game, every yeah. week in, week out. Uh, but it was <laughs> like the the we needed a little bit more for the championship uh, season. We needed a little bit more quality, I suppose. Mm. Uh, yeah. We struggled. We got Tom from Leicester at the time who was very yeah. good we needed yeah a li little bit more mm. for it to be comfortable but we had enough yeah. to stay up but uh mm. yeah and it's been up and down ever since virtually yeah, it's, just... yeah. <laughs> it's not boring being a rotherham fan no, <laughs> no. never a dull moment <laughs> uh and then for you never a dull moment you that was summer was your last summer for us um left to malmo uh, they're a massive club. Is it, is it? How did the move come about? Because it's you don't often see a Rotherham player move to Sweden. It was quite a you know different move. How did that come about for you? No, I was playing for Iceland and we were doing well, mm. so that got a lot of attention as well. Mm. Uh, so I had a year left in my contract, but uh, I think what happened was Steve knew that his managerial style. It's. He knows uh, it's a, it's a short like I've yeah. studied managerial technique. I mean, it's a short term thing. Mm. The way you can't you can't that's not sustainable in mm. the long run to manage like that. So he knew that he needed to split up the team like the core of the team. So he all sent us different ways. Me brings Morgs mm. and the Freck stayed on here. Yeah. Uh, but he knew we were kind of. He knew I was fed up with it because I used to have little like goes at him back mm. at times, which I shouldn't have done. But it just came, just popped out, and <laughs> I think he was fed up with that as well. And and yeah, so I think he he did that deliberately just to to kind of bring new life into the, into mm. the club because we yeah. Uh, We've been there for a long time, so it was. It was. I, I didn't ask to leave or anything like that, but mm. the 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 opportunity came about, and and this was a team in the Champions League, and and yeah, a very very good team. So yeah, no brainer, really. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we talk about now. We'll talk about them briefly. You went to the Champions League to what, PSG, Real Madrid. I and mean, that's just the stuff you they are literally the dreams you to play against those yeah. teams or yeah. play more against is amazing. Yeah, it was we had some good games, you know, against them at mm. home, but away we I got absolutely pumped. And uh, <laughs> it, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it was all it was all good. Like we could have stole something away against the uh, Real Madrid. We beat Shaq at Donetsk at home. Mm. But then all the away games were, were uh, apart from Paris Saint-Germain uh, away, we actually scored an equaliser, but the referee, I don't know what, I, I still to this day, I don't know what, he swallowed his whistle and, and yeah, it was, it was a <laughs> difficult one. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a good experience, but it was just a shame the team was in the state. It was in when we played Real Madrid away and we got an absolute thumping. Mm. Mm. Yeah, on a, on 
internationals, uh, again, this is what happens with former Rotherham players, we keep an eye on them. And to go and be successful like he did, um, I mean, we're all rooting for you until you played England. Um, <laughs> can, can I just stop you there? I was rooting for you when you were playing against England. I mean, I like England. I don't mind England at all. But that was a fantastic result for me. I really, really enjoyed that result. Yeah, it was brilliant. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, still to this day, obviously, we've never gone as far in, in a... Well, we've, we've never been to a major tournament mm. before, so mm. obviously we've never gone so far in that. In one, but uh, that's the probably the biggest results in in uh, for the national team's history. But I remember leading up to that game, we had a very very good manager, Lars Lagerbeck, hmm. and he said before the game, "We're coming up against the most overrated team in the world." Yes, yes. I agree. <laughs> and I don't think they did any scouting on us at all. They just went, yeah, we'll turn these over, playing four four two or whatever, uh, <laughs> and just yeah, go do the jobs. But we were so well set up and defending mm. so well, so it was it was the most comfortable we've been in the tournament, mm. and uh, yeah, it was brilliant. It was. It was, and you know, I, listening to listening to you say that. No, I know you, you, you Matt. <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly the point, isn't it? You know, with England, we we are what we are. We're, we're fantastic. We're brilliant. We're England. This is it. You know, we're and it's just arrogance. And and I am absolutely. Was it was fantastic. Absolutely great result. <laughs> that's from an Englishman. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get lynched when I go out next time I go to the phone. I'm gonna get punched. <laughs> You're not allowed to celebrate any success this summer now. Oh well. <laughs> well yeah, well there you go again, you see. We're gonna win World Cup, we're gonna win Euros, we're not gonna yeah. do anything. <laughs> it's always good to be optimistic, but they felt the pressure as well. Big yeah. times they were. But it was just all wrong for him, like Harry Kane on corners, just oh god, like launching him. I don't know where. Like it was all just weird. We we trained every little detail, mm. like from a long throw to a corner to our own, like everything. Everything been planned out very carefully. Mm. But it's just a shame we came against. France, who were one size too big for us to <laughs> well, give one tournament to be honest, but it is what it is, yes, yeah. very true. I used to, I must imagine it's you got a lot of love from former fans, former fans, Rotherham fans, Abbott. I imagine Aberdeen fans loved you even more so after being England, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Aberdeen fans were over the moon, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, no, it was a very warm welcome. Uh, mm. It was, it was brilliant. It was yeah. absolutely. Other brilliant. than that game, I thought you, I, I love watching that tournament. It, it's, it sounds like it, a bit quick concerns, but you, I like teams like oh, just come and work hard. I've got some quality players as well. It's not like you were a team full of nobodies. You're a quality team, but also mm. put in the hard yards as well. And that's I couldn't agree more. England team that 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 tournament and for a long period going back, they, it's not that they didn't put in the hard yards, but the the background stuff clearly wasn't there. The, the recon of other teams, the set pieces and everything like that. Iceland were an example to the rest of the world that if you work hard, this is what we can do. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot has changed since. Uh, since we got mm. that, I mean, in our our football history, that is success. I mean, we're never going to win the World Cup or win the Euros, but that's that's considered a huge success to mm -hmm. make the quarterfinals. I mean, I'll probably never be topped by an Icelandic team, but uh, following up on that, that like it's changed. Like now, when we play smaller teams, they try to do what we were doing mm -hmm. instead of going toe to toe. All right, we'll try to outplay outplay you or whatever. They they'll sit in. Try to catch you on the counter attack. Be very well organised and set plays will be down to a T. They'll try some manoeuvres on set plays and and, and all sorts. Mm. So we've had we've had to adapt to playing teams like ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's we know how difficult it is and and 
like we absolutely mastered that and, and the team spirit in our teams is unbelievable because mm. we played together for such a long time we've missed out on a world cup through a playoff against croatia mm. just barely so we've gone through the sweet and the sour together so it's like it's it's a proper team we do it for each other and you see Gilfie sigurdsson probably runs about the most and, and does a lot defensively although he's not that kind of kind of player really mm. he absolutely pours his heart and soul into into everything he does for us mm. fantastic um we're gonna go through a quick fire questions quick fire to end it uh, mick don't get your you've got some questions about iceland you wanted to ask oh yeah yeah it's on my bucket list iceland is a country i want to visit all right can, can you sell it to me Kerry? is, is, is it worth it no, I'm not fishing uh, for an invite, not at all. I'm, well, I'm, I, I mean, I just, I don't know, there's something about it and it just seems to me to be such a fantastically, well, I don't know, a great country to visit. No, it's it's our main export is tourism. That's mm. the biggest thing here. Mm. Uh, not, obviously not during COVID, but no. Led Zeppelin actually wrote a song about it. So listen to that and they'll sell you it better than I can. <laughs> <laughs> well, immigrant song. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I love it. I want to go. I'm going to be there. I'll come and watch but you. You'll still be playing by the time I get there. Just steadily going away, just casually, like spewing hot lava all over the shop. A very <laughs> tourist friendly eruption. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll finish on a few quick ones. Uh, we took up a lot of your time, but thank you for doing this. Um, yeah. We've been asked to ask if do you have a favourite Steve Evans story that you can tell us. <laughs> it's definitely a favourite one, but uh, no, I, I, I can't tell that. Honestly, okay. I, I can't. <laughs> uh, we've often, uh, yeah, we, we talk about, like the players always talk about this one, and uh, I, but it's in, no, you, you can't, you, you can't really, can't really tell it. No, that's fine. That's it. fine. It's fair enough. In due time, it will like it will be public, hundred percent. Someone will tell it. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> and every, uh, every single player on that team knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> if, if any of them want to tell us, you're welcome to come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, what was I know you scored a few goals for Rotherham, but was any of which one of those Miller's goals was your favourite one, if you can remember them? Uh, probably the Millwall one. Because mm. I didn't, like, I was unhappy with my scoring record. I should have scored more from set pieces, but delivery from Prings, my good friend, and then, yeah, it, was, it kept us up. Very important yeah. goal, so, yeah, mm. I'll pick that one. Um, I, I was going to ask if your favourite Miller's teammate, but I'm assuming you're going to say Ben Pringle. Uh, it's it's Pringle, Stabs, and, and Morgan. I, I can't, mm. although like Morgan is one of them, he just goes off the radar. I don't know what he's up to now. <laughs> probably bear hugging someone, but, you know, but it's those three. Uh, Dabs is, is, is the one I'm, I'm closest to, and he's a fantastic lad. Mm. Uh, great fun. Prings is, 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 is the same. Morgs, due to our uh, partnership, and, and also enjoyed his company. But it's just a shame he, he, he fell off the radar, really. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and this is a two part question. Uh, the best player you defended against whilst playing for Rotherham. And the best one you defended whilst not because you played against some quite good players when you weren't playing for Rotherham as well. Um, so who was the most difficult player to defend against while you were playing for us? Uh, I, I honestly we talk about James Hansen a lot because mm. he was just that strong in the air mm. and the style of football in them leagues was obviously, but also Callum Wilson. Uh, oh, yeah. he, he was. Yeah, because he used to run onto his own flick on and he was just an absolute <laughs> animal. So strong and quick. He was a bit raw at the time. He's obviously mm. progressed a lot. And, yeah. you know, he's playing for Newcastle and doing really well. But mm. at the time, he was just pure power. And, yeah, it was hard to handle him. Mm. 
Uh, and, and, and the most difficult when not playing for us after, after you left us, was anybody else that was more difficult? I assume there was. Yeah, yeah, there's a few, a lot more <laughs> difficult than ours. Ones. I mean, uh, like out of the three, the top three that I often get mentioned with Ronaldo and Messi and, and Ibrahimovic, Ibrahimovic, like Messi doesn't play as a as a striker. He's, mm. he's just wanders off and we absolutely shut him down during the game. He, he like he couldn't, we didn't give him an inch and we just never went for the ball. We just let him have it. And, he had to do something special to go past this kind of thing. Mm. Uh, so felt comfortable there. Ronaldo was just waiting in the box for a delivery, but as soon as you take your eyes off him, he's he's going to score. Uh, and but Ibrahimovic, on his day, if he wants to, he's 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 literally unplayable. He is yeah, he's quick, strong, very tall. And unbelievable technique. Mm. So he's like, yeah, you, you can't really, you can't beat him in the air. You can, you, like he would do silly stuff, like just jump in the air, and then he would throw his foot up instead of heading the ball. He just throw his foot <laughs> up, with a perfect touch, bring it down, and do something silly with it. Yeah. yeah. And final one I have. I don't think it's any, but uh, and three successful years at Rotherham. Three great, some, some great memories. I imagine. Is there a, is there a standout moment of your time with Rotherham which you think that one is the the one I remember? Or is it? There's there's always a yeah. I mean, it's it's so easy to say Wembley was, mm. was unforgettable, and uh, having my family there was was yeah, it was mm. brilliant. I would say Wembley, but. Also, I thought oh, I thought Preston because we were at home mm. and all the fans and, and yeah, that was you got carried off the pitch. <laughs> yeah, Preston and and the like I, I told you before with the party after that. Yeah. Preston yeah. is definitely out there as well. Uh, mm. But knowing you're going to the championship, it was such a relief. It was such a long season, mm. three cups, and I think I played about almost 60 games or something and, and i remember we had a we had a international after that and i asked him to sub me at half time because I, I just had nothing left <laughs> you know <laughs> so yeah it was definitely preston or, or or wembley with the relief of knowing that you actually done it after mm. such a long season mm. mick anything you want to ask no, we, I think you've covered everything plus a bit more. Besides, I don't think we've done a podcast this quite this long before. No, I think so. <laughs> I have a tendency to speak a lot when uh, you ask questions. So, <laughs> it's, it's brilliant, it's fantastic. Yeah, thank you for doing this, Carney. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, and so. We'll really appreciate it. Um, if you ever come back to Rotherham and, and you know visiting our England, or whatever, we hope to see you back in New York one day. Um, you know, play back, so we'll give it a proper reception like we, like we should. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that.